Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is September 28th, 2017. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Back into the grind here with you as the Magic had their second day. Is it the second day? It was the second day. The second day of training camp and practice. I'll have a quick report from there about the team's defense as well as some comments on kind of the general philosophy and direction that the Magic seem to be heading in and, and perhaps a preview of how they might play. Of course, the first preseason game is Monday over in Memphis. But before we dive into today's action, I do want to remind everyone that you can find other great podcasts just like this one on the Locked On Podcast Network. There is an a Locked On podcast just like this one for every NBA team. So be sure to check those out on iTunes and Audioboom. And of course, you can subscribe to this podcast if you have not already on iTunes, Audioboom, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places that you can download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Good times indeed. But let's get right into it with practice today. Uh, Not a lot going on with the Magic. Uh, It's obviously training camp. It's still very, very early in the process. And so you're not, no one is drawing any conclusions quite yet. And and you don't want to, you know, I I mean, I asked Vogel about it. You know, is he happy with the progress the team is, is showing and making and, and he had this to say. It's still super early. You know, my focus right now is, is not really on, you know, have they have they made progress, but um, getting our system implemented, you know, and just teaching and uh, really focusing on the task at hand more than, the, you know, the big picture evaluation. Obviously, it three practices in. There, there's still a lot that's being implemented. And while there is the familiarity, and that has helped, I think, speed some things along, and, and everyone says it sped things along, uh, there's still a lot to, to kind of install. There's 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 new concepts, perhaps some new defensive rules, maybe. Uh, obviously, the new players have to learn things too. So this stage of camp, it's not surprising, and 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 I think it's more than warranted to say, yes, you know, maybe we're not, maybe you won't see necessarily the results or see a team ready to go out and play basketball tomorrow. I imagine the the scrimmages are still a little sloppy. Um, according to Josh Robinson of the Orlando Sentinel, the Magic began installing a bit of their offense in the in the evening session on Tuesday. Uh, so things are slowly beginning to get into place uh, for the Magic, and obviously it's it's still just very very early in the process. So uh, needs a little bit of patience. But players said things are going pretty well. They think that they're they're getting it. They're they're moving in the right direction. And of course, you just never know until that first preseason game whether things actually work. Uh, the only bad news for the Magic on the injury front is uh, uh, Terrence Ross uh, was held out of practice both the evening session Tuesday as well as Wednesday's practice. He has a, a sore groin, is what is, is how uh, Vogel, is how Frank Vogel characterized it. Um, seems very precautionary at this point. And Jonathan Simmons also sat out Wednesday's practice, or at least a portion of Wednesday's practice 
with a, a sore hip flexor, um, I, I would imagine a lot of this is precautionary at this point. Don't want to push guys too hard. Um, same happened with Mario Azonia. He did not participate in parts of the evening practice on Tuesday um, to, to kind of ease some of the load that, that that's on his, his knee that troubled him all of last year uh, that he spent a good portion of his offseason trying to... Uh, Trying to recover from and, and and deal with and 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 I'll, I'll have a little bit more on that I think in in, in, a, in a few days at least I'm still kind of sorting through all my all my audio from media day, uh, but I do think the one thing that is crystallizing and becoming clearer uh, with this Magic team is that there is once again a huge emphasis on the defensive end. That's to be expected, of course, because Frank Vogel is a defensive coach. That is where he made his money or where he made his name. Uh, with the Indiana Pacers, that's what he wanted to bring to the Magic last year. And frankly, that is still the team the Magic have on their roster. That's still the way this team is composed. And when you look at last year, Defense was just a non-factor. Uh, if you're looking for a reason why the Magic were disastrously bad, it wasn't because their offense was one of the worst in the league. That was expected. It was because their defense was absolutely one of the worst defenses in the league. Last season, the team gave up 108 points per 100 possessions, 24th in the league after the All-Star break. That actually jumped to 109.9 points allowed Per 100 possessions, 25th in the league. This was a bad defensive team. The starting lineup, which I, I've been hammering at all summer long, gave up 110 points per 100 possessions after the All-Star break last year. So there are clearly some big issues with the defense. And the Magic obviously want that to change. Um, Aaron Gordon is considered a good defender. I think most of us would agree, well, maybe Nikola Vucevic isn't a great defender, he can be at least league average, um, you know, not a game-changing rim protector by any means, but he had his best defensive season of his career last year, uh, in my opinion at least, and I think some metrics would back that up as well. Um, I, I think that uh, Bismack Biombo is still a very valuable defensive player. Uh, Jonathan Simmons comes in, everyone's raving about his defense and what he can bring on the defensive end. Jonathan Isaac is probably going to be a better defender than offensive player to start his career. While he's still very skinny and and, and definitely needs to continue putting on weight and, and, and gaining strength, his length is... It, it, I, we did not get a chance to watch a ton of the Magic scrimmage on Tuesday as the media, but the one thing that I noticed almost immediately was just how much Jonathan Isaac's length dwarfed Aaron Gordon. He was guarding Aaron Gordon at the time. So... There is a lot of defensive potential still within this team. And players definitely feel like they're making strides, they're getting better, uh, but the focus undoubtedly for this Magic team has to be on getting back their defense, getting back to the defensive end. And really, that starts with Alfred Payton and starts at the point guard position if the Magic are going to become a defensive-minded team. It's very important. Um, we have to get better on the perimeter than we were last year. And you know, the, the head of the snake, you know, on your on, on, on your defensive teams, are uh, is the point guard. He's picking up the ball and pressuring and, and setting the tone. So, you know, he's he's definitely a focal point and an important part of this. And to to Peyton's credit, Peyton said getting better defensively was something that he focused on uh, during the offseason. It's something he knows he has to do. And and Peyton. 
you know, the Magic drafted Peyton initially as a defensive player. He won the Lefty Drysell Award as the nation's top defender at Louisiana Lafayette in 2014. Uh, and he struggled a bit his rookie year, but was at least okay. Like, you could see the potential. He was really bad in 2016, and, and I think last year he got back to the level he was at his rookie year. Is, is Peyton ever going to be a lockdown defender? That part, we don't. That part, I, I, I mean, I feel pretty safe to say that he's not going to ever be one of the top defenders in the league. But I think that it's also fair to say that Peyton uh, can continue to make strides, continue to improve, and continue to get better on that end. And I think if he can do that, the Magic will be in much better shape overall. Of course, uh, like Vogel said, it's the head of the snake. And this league, especially, is becoming more point guard centric where point guards control a lot of the tempo of the game, uh, and their dribble penetration creates a lot of the havoc that makes NBA offenses work today. And so having a strong defensive point guard goes a long way to having a strong defense. I think it's probably just as important as um, as, a, as a rim-protecting center in this league right now. Is If you can have a, you can have a point guard that can do that, then you're going to slow everyone down. But as Vogel also said there, uh, it, it's going to take more than just a strong defense, defense point guard. It's got to take stronger perimeter defense. The Magic's perimeter defense last year was a bit of a sieve. Um, team, the team really struggled keeping their man in front of them and keeping players out of the paint. And obviously, that is step one in the modern NBA. And and I would imagine a good chunk of practice time right now is spent on getting the team's defense down. Uh, just the rules where they want to direct guys, they're picking roll coverages. Um, I know that teams spend a lot of time early on in practice doing that, like getting that drilled and getting that um, on the same page because that's how defense goes. And you know, no matter who it is, everyone seems to recognize that that's going to be the key for the Magic to bring their defense back up to the level that they think it should be at. I think the key... Uh the defense is being together. You know, I always say that when you have one guy carrying you offensively, you can always you know find ways to uh, to score. But defensively, it's it's really uh, teamwork. You know, if one guy is slipping or not paying attention or you know being lazy, then you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the whole defense is messed up. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really teamwork. So the communication is, is going to be key, and uh, maybe taking advantage of uh, our speed. Mm-hmm. So the Magic do have a few things working in their favor. Uh, it's obviously going to be a long process, and there's going to be some trial and error. And you know, training camp is really tough, like especially at this early stage, to say who this team is and what they're going to do. Uh, it, it's it's just so difficult to predict this Magic team at this moment. But what we do know, what we can say, is we'll find out a lot Monday when the Magic play their first preseason game. And we'll find out uh, as the preseason goes on. Uh, and, and it's probably not going to be 100% ready once the regular season begins. Uh, I think if that would be the case even if with a longer preseason. Uh, but uh, it's something that the Magic are going to have to continually continue to grow at, continue to work at, and continue to get down if they want to ha- make this season a success. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. 
Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. But one thing that I think is going to be a, a huge part of the Magic and, and, and their potential to be a strong defensive team is very much kind of the direction that Jeff Weltman is taking this team on. Uh, if you've read the interviews with Jeff Weltman, whether they be with Josh Robbins of the Orlando Sentinel or John Denton with Orlando, with OrlandoMagic.com, uh, or even you know some of the audio that I've played here, and, and I know from my interactions with Jeff Weltman, um, I've always been kind of harping on, you know, like how do you, where are you at in evaluating this roster? But Weltman has stuck to his his party line and stuck to his his message that we are in an evaluation mode right now uh, as an org- as a front office as an organization. We are beginning to learn and understand who our players are and figure out what fits. At this point in time, even after one summer, it's very difficult, I think, to say with much certainty what kind of team Jeff Weltman envisions. Because, again, so few pieces were moved around. So few decisions, so few major decisions at least, were made this summer. That was expected, of course, so it's not... Uh, it's not that's not necessarily the issue, but it's also kind of there are definitely some clues to what direction the Magic want to go, and I think uh, the clues are are very evident. Jonathan Isaac is, of course, the biggest clue of them all. The Magic had a smorgasbord of talented players to pick from with the sixth pick in this year's draft. And they chose Jonathan Isaac. What does that say? Well, Jonathan Isaac is a long, defensive-minded player with limitless potential. I mean, obviously the ceiling is there. But what they saw in him was someone who would be difficult to match up with, who could play multiple positions. Length and versatility. Buzzwords around the NBA these days. Length and versatility still seem to carry the day with this Magic team, with the kind of players Jeff Weltman is trying to bring in. So, that is still very much something to look at. When you look at the other player that other players that Jeff Weltman brought in on long-term contracts, so I'm going to exclude Aaron Aflalo and Marie Spates, Jonathan Simmons, defensive-minded, Versatile, can play the two or the three, probably even play some point if needed. You know, kind of a dogged defensive player. Someone who who gets after it and works. Another kind of archetype that the Magic are kind of looking at. Shelvin Mack, very much the same way. Just a grinder. Guy who has some positional versatility, can play the point or the two. These are the kind of players, kind of people, that Jeff Waltman appears to be looking for. So he's looking for guys that work hard, obviously, and and, and he said as much too. But it's also clear that he's looking for that player type, a guy who can play multiple, multiple positions. And it gets to something that the Magic were slow to embrace last year, but seem willing to embrace and, and absolutely need to embrace this year. And that is this idea of positionless basketball. Again, a little bit of a buzzword. 
among NBA circles and among NBA fans to say there are no positions anymore. There is no center. There is no power forward. There's no small forward. There's, you know, I honestly, if I were remaking the uh, all-star ballot, my all-star ballot would have you pick between point guards, wings, and posts. Those, to me, are the positions in the league today. And you need to be able to do a little bit of everything. That's why I think Aaron Gordon still has a lot of value, because he can play the three or the four defensively, at least. And that allows for the switching schemes that Frank Vogel loves. When the Pacers were at their best, they would switch everything on the perimeter. You know, David West had the ability to go out and guard guys on the perimeter. And that's something I think the Magic did see with Bismack Biombo when they when they signed him. This is the model the Magic are going after. A model where you involve you go you run a 1-4 pick and roll and Jonathan Isaac stays on the point guard and smothers him with his length. Or you run a pick and roll, you run some off-screen action and Evan Fournier and Terrence Ross just switch it so that the shooter can't get free. This, this to me, is the essence of what positionless basketball means. The ability to just switch constantly and gum up an offense because there are no mismatches against you. That's something the Magic are definitely trying to focus on more is creating some of these, mis- creating some of these mismatches offensively. But on defense, they also recognize that those mismatches won't happen as often because of the length and versatility and ability that some of their players have now. If I were to guess, this is the direction that that Jeff Weltman is trying to take the Magic. And again, we have not seen it in full yet with this Magic team. But it certainly feels like the Magic want this to be their identity. Honestly, the drafting of Jonathan Isaac, I always I always say with general managers, their first decision is often their most important. Drafting Jonathan Isaac set a tone for this Magic team about who they wanted to be. Because again, there were so many options. I still get emails about Dennis Smith Jr., Malik Monk, even Lori Markin and, and Frank, Frank Nilakina. There were so many options for the Magic at six. And they picked, Jonathan Isaac might have been their best player on the board, but that definitely says something about what they value as their best player on the board, what they value in their team building. This may be a very evaluative year. This may be a year where the Magic kind of sit back and survey what they have. But that doesn't mean they're not beginning their build not beginning to reshape the team in this new image. And I think it's very clear that that new image has Jonathan Isaac as an archetype, as a guy who resembles the the qualities that they want from a player. And even their big free agent signing this year in Jonathan Simmons, I think resembles that quality of person and of player that they're looking for ultimately. Of course, a lot of these questions get answered later on. But for now, I do think the Magic are going to be a lot more positionless. 
they're going to be a lot more fluid, especially on the defensive end. And that's, I think, a great way to play with the talent that they have. They have players who can do that, who can play up and down their positions. And that's a good thing. I did, uh, it's a buzzword. It's cliche. It's jargony. But versatility is good. There's nothing wrong with it. And we'll see, of course, how it plays out on the court. I want to thank everyone again for listening to today's episode of Lockdown Magic. We'll be back again tomorrow to close out the week here, the first week of the Orlando Magic season. It, it goes by so fast. And then Monday, we'll be previewing a game. Holy smokes. Real basketball. If we can find it on TV, we'll have a complete preview of that game against the Memphis Grizzlies coming up on uh, on Monday. So be sure to check that out and, and just be ready for the NBA season to get going because preseason is going to go by quick. It's only uh, only a few games this year. Not that many games in preseason this year. So we'll run through that as they come. But for now, be sure to follow Locked On Magic on Twitter at Locked On Magic as well as like us on Facebook at Locked On Magic. You can, of course, subscribe to the show on iTunes, Audioboom, Stitcher, tune in all the fun places that you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. And be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so that we climb the rankings and more Magic fans can find us and like our show. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. That's philiprr underscore omd. I owe you all a mailbag. I promise it is coming probably... Probably early next week. I'm probably going to work on it this weekend. So I, I may answer a few of your questions here on Locked On Magic as I as I get to them in the mailbag. But if you want to submit questions to the mailbag or have any questions or in, or advertising inquiries or anything like that for the show, you can email us at omagicdaily at gmail.com. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. And of course, you can follow us on Twitter at OmagicDaily as well as like us on Facebook at Orlando Magic Daily. That's going to do it for me. I want to thank everyone again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. I'll see you all again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your teams every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99. And our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.